Okay, welcome folks to Uncontrolled Airspace Podcast, episode 416, 416. Uh, You may notice that Jack Hodgson's voice is not the one you're listening to. This is Jeb Burnside. I am uh, here in uh, Orlando in the Orange County Convention Center in Orlando, Florida with uh, Dave Higdon. We are both attending the 2016 edition of the National Business Aircraft, excuse me, National Business Aviation Association. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, business Aviation Convention and Exposition. Um, we'll talk about that more in a moment, uh, but I did want to welcome my good friend and compatriot and partner in crime, Dave Higdon. And it's day one here, and we're off into the races. Uh, they got a full convention floor, about a million plus square feet of floor space with exhibits. They got uh, 90 plus airplanes at the static. Weather's nice, and it's shaping up to be uh, a busy convention. Yes, yes, it is. Those of you, first of all, let me apologize for the quality of this recording. We're doing this on my phone and uh, um, just uh, trying to muddle through here, but we did want to try to get something on the record. Secondly, many, many of our listeners, of course, have been to uh, perhaps Sun and Fun, uh, perhaps to Oshkosh, uh, and uh, with, with uh, uh, those two shows as reference, I wanted to just try to describe for a moment the size and the scope of the Business Aviation Association show. Um, if you think about the hangars, the display hangars at, um, at Oshkosh or at Sun and Fun, the ones at Sun and Fun are a little bit smaller than the ones at Oshkosh. But if you took all of those four hangars that are at, say, Oshkosh and put them together under one roof and then multiplied that by four or five, you might get to the same square footage of the exhibit hall here in the Orange County Convention Center in Orlando. And it is filled with booths uh, advertising just about everything under the sun for business aviation. Um, And we haven't even gotten out to the static display at Orlando Executive Airport. That's the size and the scope of this show. And there's an indoor static display for aircraft here at the Orange County Convention Center that's got about a dozen aircraft in it on its own. They taxied in from International a few days ago. And there's a graphic that they've been showing here. It's a 10-mile trip. They had to remove dozens of road signs. Uh, big, long parade late at night to get the airplanes here to be on the convention floor. Uh, and to back up what Jeb was trying to describe, if you took the entrance area at Oshkosh and put a roof over it from the entrance area over all four of the buildings all the way to the edge of the west ramp, that's about how much floor space we've got here filled with exhibits. Uh, it's the biggest thing in the business yeah. in terms of this kind of a trade show. Yeah, it absolutely is. And uh, uh, I don't know... Uh, my first NBAA was 1983 uh, when I was working for the organization at the time. That was in Dallas, uh, and I attended several, of course, uh, while I was on staff there. I've attended several more over the years. This is the first time I've had a chance to, to get to the show in a few more years. And uh, in some ways it hasn't changed a bit, but in some other ways it's, it's, 
It's just incredible. It's just an incredible exposition. And it's, it evolves. It changes a little bit every year. Uh, the, the new products, we've had some uh, aircraft announcements, uh, been some engine upgrades, pushed interiors. Uh, we've had some announcements about avionics advances. I expect to hear more about some of those in the next couple of days. Uh, and outside of the trade show aspect, they've had classes and workshops for maintenance people and for aviation managers running since last Thursday through to yesterday, which was uh, Halloween, uh, October 31st, Monday. And the convention formally ends on Thursday. In the weekend following that, there'll be three or four more days of those kind of workshops and clinics going on in various rooms here at the convention center. it is, in a word, massive, and in a second word, diverse, because we've got everything on the floor here from small GA airplanes to, uh, uh, well, out of the static, the new Cirrus jet is certified finally. Uh, we've got an Aviat Husky on Amphib floats here on the convention floor. A uh, handful of helicopters. There's uh, it, it, uh, it, It's really hard to put into words. Uh, most of the big magazines are here. Uh, the uh, trade aspect of it attracts people from several dozen different countries who come here for this. And uh, it's up and running and going full steam. And of course, uncontrolled airspace is here for whatever we can give you back on the podcast. And even though this morning marks the beginning, the formal beginning of the show, uh, there's already been some news. Uh, made here at the at uh, NBAA, and uh, some of that news uh, affects uh, the uncontrolled airspace uh, universe. Um, I want to be the one to uh, formally congratulate Dave. <clears throat> Dave Higdon was named uh, the 2016 winner of uh, NBAA's annual Gold Wing Journalism Award, and I, we, we've Dave and I have talked about it uh, since the announcement this morning, but. Uh, I can't think of anyone more deserving. I can't think of anyone who's worked harder over the years for that. And uh, I'm just proud to uh, be here and to, uh, to recognize you for that. Congratulations, Dave. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, as I told the audience at the uh, media breakfast this morning, to say I was surprised would be to understate the definition of the word surprise. Well, that's, that's understood, but uh, still, it's well-deserved. Uh, and I don't think it's that much of a surprise to a lot of observers, but uh, maybe to you, and, and uh, if the shoes were uh, on the other foot, uh, maybe to me also, because we never really think of ourselves as deserving of something like that. But uh, I'll go on the record as saying it's well-deserved. Thanks. It, uh it was a treat. Uh, I'm still a little bit in shock. There's a nice little trophy that goes with it that's uh, going to go in the shelf in the house and a, an honorarium check that's uh, about two feet by four feet. That, more airplane parts. More airplane parts. That's right. More YX project stuff. Uh, the check's going to go up on the wall in my office. The trophy's going to go up next to the uh, Gordon Baxter trophy that UCAP won a few years ago. Uh, and if I get one more, I may have to buy a trophy case. That would be just horrendous. That would be such <laughs> such an awful outcome. Be a, such a waste of money. You might have to just you know knock down a wall to to have a, a real wall in your in your house. That's uh, a trophy wall, a vanity wall, whatever they call it. 
Uh, yeah, as long as there's no mirrors on it, I, I wouldn't want to show up on that. We're obviously here at the first day of the show, the first morning of the show. Is there anything that you specifically want to see that you're specifically looking forward to? Uh, well, one of the big one of the big benefits of coming to NBAA for me is that I uh, get to see pretty much all of uh, my clients here, all in one space. Uh, they don't all come to Oshkosh, they don't all come to Sun and Fun, but pretty much all of them are here. So getting to spend a little quality time with them, uh, chatting about what they like about what I'm doing, what they want me to do differently, that's, that's a big part of my reason here. But then this is a big research trip for me. Uh, I'm here mining material for feature stories that'll stretch out into next year, seeing lots of old friends like I do at all of these. Uh, there's going to be some uh, news announcements that uh, I'm not yet privy to talk about and some briefings that I know will turn into work uh, in the next year. And I'm looking forward to those because that means that I'm going to kick off 2017 at a higher level than I kicked off 2016. And 2016, to be honest, has just been a real eye-opener for me in terms of workload and, and, and uh and new assignments and, and, and clients and projects. So, uh, and those of you that have asked questions about my progress on the YX, that's the reason why my pro progress on the YX has been as small as it has, trying to keep up with all this stuff. On the flip side, uh, the airplane I can now say is fully funded. <laughs> I mean, panel, paint, and interior. Uh, the engine's paid for, the airframe's paid for, uh, and I got enough salted away after this trip to uh, finish it off. So that's a nice feeling. It may actually let me start turning down work from time to time to preserve some free time to work on it. And without the guilt trip of saying, you turned down it, revenue, are you deranged? Well, well, we'll leave aside the derangement question for another episode. <laughs> um, but uh, I think like Dave, um, and I've said this before in other, other uh, episodes uh, relative to other shows, um, but one of the major attractions for me is uh, all the people that you see. And I, I just 20 minutes ago, I ran into a guy I haven't literally seen in 20 years. Um, uh, and uh, he and I are going to hook up. He was on the phone. I'm, I'm walking down the aisle with, uh, with Dave in tow, and we're, we're headed over here. So we didn't really have time to sit down and chat. But uh, we will rectify that, I'm sure. Uh, and it's uh, very good to see him. Um, another, a, a whole bunch of other people I had a chance to see either uh, uh, yesterday when I got here or uh, this early this morning. Uh, looking forward to some more of that. So um, that's certainly uh, an overriding uh, primary reason I go to these shows. But uh, it's always good to take the pulse of the, of the industry, the pulse of the organizations involved. And uh, this show is probably not going to set, you know, new records for attendance or new records for new airframes announced or, or anything like that. Uh, think of it as evolutionary and not revolutionary. And uh, I think you'll come away with a pretty good feel for the way this show is going to go. Don't misunderstand. It's not that there won't be some news made here. It's not that there won't be some, some uh, very worthwhile events. Um, and uh, it, not that this won't be a don't miss event for anyone attending, but uh, it's just kind of the state of the industry right now and don't read too much into it. Um, 
we'll talk to me in a year at the, at the next one and we'll see where we are. Yeah, here you go. Well, there's always a trickle of uh, new products on about every level. Um, Pratt & Whitney has been here talking about their uh, new Pure Power uh, PW800 uh, engine, which is uh, right now making big inroads in the ultra-long-range jet business. Uh, they also have a new iteration of their smallest engine line in the PW, PW600 series, which powers airplanes like the Phenom and the, uh, and the Mustang and M2. Uh, it's a uh, new avionics project uh, programs here. Uh, again, like Jeb said, not revolutionary, but evolutionary. Uh, and that, that's going to be trickling out uh, the whole three days. And it's really hard to try to cram all that you can talk about into a few minutes of a mini podcast. But for those of you that are interested in keeping up, there's lots of news about this on the uh, websites of the different publications covering it on the NBAA website. Uh, You you almost can't get online right now if you're in aviation without stubbing your toe on something from NBAA. Yeah, that's exactly. And that's the way it should be too, because uh, when it comes to business aviation uh, worldwide, this is the show. There are other shows that are regional events in nature, but this is the big enchilada. And uh, it shows, so to speak, um, and you can just tell by walking around, people from uh, all walks of life and all areas of the world are here. <laughs> and I was lucky enough to come down this year uh, without ex- without losing part of my lifespan by coming down in a uh, friend's airplane, three hours en route. Uh, I'll go home that way on Friday. And it's such a great feeling to show up at this show in one of the products that was launched at this show years ago and uh, to uh, be able to walk in here having experienced the best of part of general aviation and that's being able to travel on your own time and your own schedule and know that your bags show up. That's exactly right. Unfortunately, I'm traveling via Lincoln Continental this week, so uh, uh, my life will not be extended by any appreciable amounts. But uh, um, it's good that uh, some of us can at least fly down here. Yeah, I'm I'm lucky enough to have a friend come in, and uh, I stick out my thumb every year, and he lets me sit right seat. And I learn a little bit more about uh, using his avionics every trip down. So... Uh, it's just if you're not in into business aviation it's still worth a day trip if you're in the neighborhood and it alternates between uh, Orlando and Las Vegas because right now those are the only two cities in the country that have the three main points covered a convention hall big enough to handle the exhibitors an airport that they can put in a static display of a hundred or so airplanes and enough hotel rooms to accommodate 33,000, 34,000 people. Exactly right. Exactly right. Um, I can't think of a whole lot else to add at this stage. Not at this um, moment. As, as uh, the week progresses, uh, we may come back in for uh, another installment of uh, episode 146. We might come in with an Alpha, Bravo, or, and or a Charlie. But uh, we are going to sign off for now. Uh, there's another little show uh, later this week that we're both going to try to attend but we're not gonna be there at the same time. It's the uh, uh, DeLand uh, uh, Sport Aviation Showcase, as I recall. Right. And Jana, if I got that wrong, I'm sure you'll take it out on me uh, at the appropriate time. But uh, 
both of us are planning to be there again not at the same time uh, and uh, watch this space there may be uh, another solo episode uh, sub episode of this episode who knows in the meantime go fly because time spent flying is not subtracted from your lifespan that's why I've lived this long shiny side up <laughs>